installment 21, Digital Transformation, Building a Minimum Viable Strategy. Part two, if you're not collaborating, you're doing it wrong. The best strategies are a reflection of the expertise and experiences of your most competent personnel. It's guaranteed that you are highly intelligent and knowledgeable. However, no one, not even you, is omniscient about your business, your customers, and the realm of possibilities. That's why engaging with your peers is crucial when formulating any strategy, particularly a streamlined minimum viable strategy, MVS. In our acronym guided approach to MVS, represented by the letters A to G, the first step is A, which stands for absolutely all good strategies result from collaboration. You can't build this strategy by merely engaging with your own thoughts. Constructing a robust MVS involves gathering thought leaders from different sectors of your organization to scrutinize and enhance your plan. Starting your MVS collaboration. Collaboration entails working together, and there are two components to consider here, team structure and team member roles. Your team should comprise individuals from diverse parts of the organization. The actual members of your transformation team may vary, depending on your organization's unique needs and the specific individuals available. At the very least, you will need a representative from both the business and technical sides. It would be beneficial to also include representatives from the product, marketing, finance, sales, partner teams, and others who need to represent their respective fields. Your business objectives and the personalities of your team members will guide this selection. MVSs, established by a single division within a company, are likely to fail. Conversely, creating a cross-functional team that works collaboratively across the company significantly increases your chances of success. That being said, it's not advisable to merely open the floodgates and let everyone in. Your team should be large enough to encapsulate the needed perspectives, yet remain small enough to function effectively. Besides including members from various parts of the organization, it is also advantageous to have individuals with differing thought processes. It's crucial to involve those with unconventional ideas who may stimulate a different way of thinking for everyone. Moreover, you also need to invite a handful, not an overwhelming number, of skeptics. For your organization to support a strategy, it is necessary to engage people with diverse perspectives. Do share this article with anyone you're considering to add to your team. Get them on board to avoid creating an innovation island. The group you assemble must integrate into the regular course of the business, not sequestered as a separate ivory tower for mere strategic thought. Developing a minimum viable solution, MVS, often happens quickly, and it can be advantageous to assemble a part-time team so its members remain heavily linked to their respective departments. Even if the aim is for the MVS to kickstart other innovative projects, it is important to avoid making the team a permanent, separate entity. Otherwise, team members may lose touch with their divisions and their corresponding needs. A rotation structure whereby team members work separately for six months to a year can prove effective. Members should dedicate 10 to 20% of their time to maintaining relationships and keeping abreast of organizational developments. Potential collaboration issues, mitigation. Issue one, if your team lacks necessary skills, consider temporary help. Identify and fill the skill gap using a partner or vendor. It's a better investment to ensure the right skill set is in place rather than relying solely on internal resources 
and potentially delivering an underperforming MVS. If you find your organization lacking in strategic skills, it's important to understand that strategy is not solely incremental and current thinking may not suit your business needs. Consider engaging an expert who can train your existing strategy team. Essentially, your team can serve as apprentices to this expert for a specific project. In the long run, your minimum viable strategy, MVS, will shift your company's direction, so you might consider this missing resource as a full-time addition to your team. If you already have a suitable candidate in mind, having them involved in developing your MVS could be an optimal choice. However, if you don't, it may be better to consider temporary solutions rather than compromising quality. One issue you may face is lack of engagement from certain stakeholders. If these groups are crucial to your strategic plans, their involvement is non-negotiable. It would be your responsibility to ensure these subject matter experts, SMEs, participate actively. There are two suggested approaches. Firstly, you should sit down with the unenthusiastic department to ensure that the proposed plan meets their needs. If it does not meet their needs, and if it's appropriate, adjust the plan to include their requirements. Secondly, escalate the matter to your sponsor and ensure that the organization understands the significance of this effort to your enterprise. This might not be ideal, but it's crucial that all major constituencies contribute to the strategy creation to instill a sense of ownership. If the concern of these constituencies isn't prioritized, adjust your expectations and figure out a regular review schedule. This will enable you to update them on the ongoing work, ensuring their engagement and preventing any major surprises at the end of the project. Issue three is having the right team without making progress. Even if the project is about vision and reimagining your business, effective project leadership is still essential. Make sure that you have the right facilitator or project lead. And remember, just because it's a visionary project doesn't mean it should be run casually. Ensure you assign the role of keeping all collaborators on track to the right person. Despite this being a short-term project, it's critical to quickly build a high-performance team paying special attention to its dynamics and nurturing psychological safety. Though you may feel there isn't enough time to focus on team dynamics, neglecting them may cost you more time in the long run. Remember, the group you're putting together may include individuals who aren't accustomed to working together or are complete strangers. It's important for everyone to quickly feel comfortable and trust their fellow team members. In summary, when building your MVS, the chances of success significantly increase by assembling the optimum team for the job. A little extra time spent on ensuring you have the right people, either internally or externally, will pay dividends. Furthermore, it's beneficial to ensure they're enthusiastic about both the project and working collaboratively. The future success of your company hinges on possessing a robust minimum viable strategy, MVS, and the creation of this is inextricably tied to the team responsible for its construction. Investing in this area assures long-term tangible benefits. Chapter 22 explores digital transformation through the lens of building a minimum viable strategy, MVS, part three. When crafting your MVS, expect a process of evolution rather than instantaneous perfection. Valuable strategies do not appear fully formed like Athena from the head of Zeus, Instead, they require the alternating cycles of idea generation, data analysis, idea revision, 
and further data collection. Some of the necessary data may already be in your possession. However, for your MVS to serve as a transformational tool, you'll need additional data regarding new markets, business models, technologies, and customer bases. Before delving into the data analysis, ensure that your team has successfully completed the first step and is prepared to proceed. The second step in our elaborate A, B, C, D, E, F, G approach to constructing an MVS is B, standing for backing all good strategies with data. It implies that a successful strategy needs sound data support. Please note that when venturing into something new, existing data won't guarantee success, but it should at least suggest possibility. Ensure you manage expectations properly because transformation can be chaotic and doesn't always pan out as expected though sometimes it can transcend expectations. If you're seeking certainty in your data, transformation will not occur because all you can do with existing data is continue previous actions. In terms of progressing your MVS, remember that anecdotes do not collectively form data. An old boss of mine often stated this, and it has become one of my favorite aphorisms. It's insufficient to rely on gut instincts from a group of people to validate your strategy. Instead, empirical data must support your hypothesis. We've all been in meetings where someone expresses their opinion, and due to lack of contradicting experiences or because it resonates with their own, everyone tacitly agrees. Companies often make significant decisions based on gut feelings. Sometimes these choices yield positive results, but at other times they don't. If we have data at our disposal, it's sensible to analyze it. And if all we have are opinions, then let's consider mine. This perspective comes from Jim Barksdale, the former CEO of Netscape. Naturally, you will never have sufficient data that allows you to foresee the future accurately. If at any point you sense that your data can predict the future, it's better to abandon building your MVS and try your luck at the lottery for quicker success. It is crucial not to disregard gut feelings, but it's equally important to ensure that your intuition aligns with data evidence. Identifying the best data for your MVS is not about expecting a perfect data set that will confirm your strategy's success. Instead, it involves dedicating some time to search for quality data providing a fairly unbiased view of the market landscape. Gathering data from both within and outside your organization is beneficial. The data should be a balanced mix of hard facts, such as financial performance, metrics like customer satisfaction, aggregated data points like market trend data, qualitative insights like user feedback, statistical analysis like demographic data, survey results like product usage surveys, forecasting data like demand projections, and other insightful data. Having a wide variety of data not only enriches your analysis, but ensures that you aren't limited to a single point of view. However, you should keep in mind that more data isn't necessarily better. Overanalyzing, also known as analysis paralysis, is the situation where endless data examination prevents effective decision-making. This situation can occur during either data collection or its analysis. Consider following this rule of thumb for guidance. If your data easily convinces your most adamant skeptics, you may have spent too much time gathering and analyzing it. Some of the best insights are generated after data collection because that's when you come face-to-face -face with a new reality. Robert J. Schiller, Winner of the Nobel Prize in Economics advises, do not search for data results that you wish to see. Data can indeed be found to buttress any claim you are trying to make. 
However, it's essential to look for a variety of data and assess whether it collectively supports your hypothesis. If it doesn't, consider changing your hypothesis. Remember the previous discussion on pivoting. The goal is not to use data merely to convince others of your accuracy, but to allow the data to stimulate new ideas. Good data, when used correctly, will guide you towards a solution. Misusing data is easy, but beware. The consequences are yours alone. Are there others who could assist in finding good data? Share this advice with them and engage more individuals in the search. Possible issues and their mitigation are as follows. One, you can't find the data you want. Solution, brainstorm. This is not so much a problem as it is a reality. Predicting the future is what you're trying to do and it's something you can't do. You won't find the perfect data set. Mitigation here involves two aspects. First, adjusting your expectations to comprehend what success looks like based on achievable reality. Second, broadening your understanding of what different types of data can be included. A 30-minute brainstorming session with the entire team can be invaluable in identifying potential data sources. Secondly, resist the urge to manipulate your analysis towards the desired outcome. Objectivity is key when reading the data. Bias is inevitable in any project and assumptions will always be made. But step back and let the data narrate its story. If you're not willing to listen, there's no point in proceeding with this step. Moreover, if you skip the step, you shouldn't even consider starting an MVS. Thirdly, avoid overcomplicating matters. Simplify. A friend of mine once pointed out, a simple analysis is better than a complex one because there are fewer ways to go wrong. This is the correct outlook. Keep it as uncomplicated as you can. The 80-20 rule will likely serve you well. Instead of incessantly seeking the right answer, strive to determine the best one. The goal of developing a minimum viable strategy, MVS, is to foster a transformative culture in your organization. You need to be methodically moving toward innovative changes. Utilizing your data is crucial in insightfully recognizing potential opportunities or identifying failing strategies. If you attempt to craft a strategy without data, you make the task far more complicated than it needs to be, potentially paving the path to failure. Installment 23, Digital Transformation, Building a Minimum Viable Strategy. Part 4, Identifying Your Assumptions. As a staunch fan of Star Trek The Next Generation, one of my most cherished episodes is Half a Life featuring David Ogden Stiers. This episode depicts residents of Steers' planet committing ritual suicide, a resolution upon reaching a specific age. Steers is a scientist and the only hope his planet has of avoiding a global catastrophe, but his birthday is nearing. Someone from the Enterprise tries to convince him to forego his resolution in order to save his planet. Initially, he agrees, but then reconsiders because he's informed that, due to strictly adhered traditions, the people of his planet will reject any ideas he proposes post-birthday, even if it's a matter of their survival. So deep-seated is the commitment to tradition that the entire population is willing to risk their future for Steers to complete his resolution. <laughs> they don't bother to question the validity of their assumption. So, ingrained is it? Sounds absurd, doesn't it? But, believe it or not, we all might have similar blind spots in our beliefs. There's something that we unquestioningly accept as truth, so much so that the thought of challenging it doesn't even cross our minds. It is these very assumptions that we need to critically examine and unravel. 
If we attempt to construct a minimum viable strategy, MVS, based on flawed assumptions, it will inevitably collapse at some point. Thus, it is preferable to identify these flaws early. The third step in our ABCDEFG approach to formulating MVSs is examine assumptions, which is absolutely crucial to good strategic planning. This step heavily relies on data and collaborative work, as without someone to point out faulty assumptions or without clear evidence contradicting these assumptions, it is easy to mistake them for truths. Analyzing your foundations plays an integral role that can be considered the most significant. As your enterprise undergoes transformation, the objective is to adapt to better serve your customers' needs. This rings true unless your business is in a critical condition. At IBM, we termed this as the burning platform. Although this approach yielded exceptional outcomes for Lou Gerstner, it was undeniably strenuous. Most people maintain the belief that their strategy is effective, perhaps needing minor adjustments and assume that their current situation is manageable. Kodak, for one, held this belief until it was too late. Just like Woolworths, RCA, Blockbuster, Blackberry, Sears, and Studebaker, numerous companies have failed to perceive market shifts. There's no need for your company to join this extensive list. Assuming that you're currently executing the right strategy could lead to failure. This arrogance may give an opening to a competitor, a startup, or someone from an adjacent industry to find a superior way to meet your client's needs, typically ones that your client doesn't even recognize they have. The alternate company might alleviate an unidentified frustration altering the landscape. At that point, it's already too late. You've lost the relationship you previously held with the client. They've facilitated a more convenient, cheaper, or simpler solution for the client. As you observe your revenue pouring in, it's easy to overlook that nothing stays optimal forever. Just because a certain method has been successful in the past, it doesn't mean that it is still suitable today. Indeed, you may want to begin by challenging the aspects of your business that generate the most revenue, incur the most costs, or where your competitors are the most active. It isn't necessary to question every presumption. However, it is crucial to scrutinize the major ones prioritize transforming those sectors which would cause the most damage if a competitor were to transform them first. Consider Disney's next generation experience as an example. They chose to cannibalize their own business to preempt anyone else from doing so. Transitioning from problems to solutions is often a significant challenge. Many of us aren't even aware of the assumptions we need to question. Some of these are so deeply ingrained in our behavior that we can't envisage doing things differently. We see them as undisputed facts instead of assumptions. The most challenging assumptions to question usually involve self-cannibalization. Yet, as dreadful as it may seem to cannibalize your own business, it's even more detrimental if a competitor does it first. Let's delve into an example I previously mentioned. Blockbuster did not actually go out of business in 2011 when they declared bankruptcy, nor in 2019 when the penultimate Blockbuster store shut its doors. The true decline commenced in 2000 when they declined to purchase Netflix for $50 million. Whether they refused the offer because they failed to envisage a future in streaming or were not interested in the prospect of business cannibalization is irrelevant. They mistakenly believed that the demand for physical videos would persist. 
It was simply a matter of time until a superior method, in this case, streaming, drove them out of business. When a trend has the potential to cannibalize your business, it's an indication that a serious reassessment of your strategy is necessary. What do we need to succeed? What assumptions are necessary? And what assumptions are we currently making? Who should we collaborate with to best answer these questions? It's not feasible to react to every emerging idea. However, we must be attentive to significant changes in the landscape that could potentially disrupt our entire business. To summarize, it may be tempting to bury our heads in the sand and claim that we would never be so unobservant. Regrettably, missed opportunities are often glaringly obvious in retrospect. Winning is not about hindsight, but about accurate assumptions in the present. We need to assume that some of our current beliefs may be flawed and identify which of these are consequential. These are the assumptions that we must shape our minimum viable strategy, MVS, around. By changing our crucial assumptions, we keep our business relevant, our customers satisfied, and our competition at bay. Installment 24, Digital Transformation, Building a Minimum Viable Strategy. Part 5, Despite our rapid progress, it's important to make time for framing. In the difference between a good photo and an award-winning one, the key lies in framing. The composition, which includes what is included and what is left out of the picture, and the aspect that is highlighted, is crucial in determining its quality. The concept of framing doesn't only apply to photography. In the construction of a house, framing is about positioning the beams and supports to ensure structural stability and longevity. When applied to strategy development, framing includes elements from both these examples. Framing a strategy implies deciding what is important and what isn't, paralleling the idea in photography. Simultaneously, it includes laying down a robust foundational structure to reach achievable goals, similar to house framing. The fourth stage in our A to G approach to crafting minimum viable strategies, MVS, emphasizes the importance of framing. We call it absolutely all good strategies are framed. Ironically, this is the step that is most often overlooked. Many individuals put together teams or delve into significant research to gather reliable data, even challenge existing assumptions. However, the stage of strategy framing is often perceived as time-consuming, hence, often sidelined. This is a misconception. Framing is a crucial part of the process. Here's a professional tip. Don't skip it. Setting the stage, a robust strategy must articulate the vision in such a clear and concise manner that anyone who reads it can interpret it uniformly. However, this does not indicate that you should use the company's present framework as the basis for shaping the strategy. Even though this may potentially form a common context promoting unified perspective, it restrictively hampers your capacity to innovate strategically. Rather than anchoring your starting point in the past, it is recommended to begin with your customer, kick off by scrutinizing their needs, and utilize this gathered information to guarantee that you conceptualize your future strategy accurately. This approach is effective irrespective of whether the strategy pertains to your entire enterprise or a single offering. A fresh start isn't necessary to implement this, given that the people engaged in the discussion should be acquainted with the present strategy. Your focus should be on what's fresh and innovative because participants will almost invariably integrate some aspects of the existing strategy and assets into the dialogue. What you need to do 
is retain only the beneficial components of the old strategy while eliminating the ineffective ones. The first step to effective framing is ensuring you have a mission statement or North Star that the entire team supports. It's not necessary for this to be everyone's top choice as unanimous opinions are rare. Instead, what is essential is agreement that, based on the data and given your prior knowledge and assumptions, this path seems to be the best direction towards success. Once you have the starting point, you can begin the framing process. Think about framing like outlining. It's about creating the structure, much like constructing a building, of everything you want to include, similar to drafting a photograph. I find using a framing tree, also known as a logic or issue tree, to be the simplest tool. Starting with the mission statement, you branch out from there. I typically do this with an actual pen and paper, although I know some people prefer using Excel. Choose any format you prefer, although I would not recommend PowerPoint as it tends to encourage spending too much time on formatting. The crucial aspect is beginning work with your mission statement and layering on the necessary supporting information. Keep expanding on the details until you reach specific answerable questions. Now, let's move to practical implementation with an example. Kodak has often been referenced as an enterprise that missed its chance to evolve digitally. Although I wasn't present during this period, it appears they identified their mission statement as delivering the best film and film products to our customers. However, their approach might have been different if they had chosen a more customer-centric mission, such as providing customers with the joy of reliving lifelong memories. From Kodak's perspective, these two intentions may seem equivalent. But unfortunately, the former restricts their offerings to film products only. The second approach doesn't only limit you to film and digital mediums. Instead, it focuses on what you will offer your customers. Establish your most valuable statement, MVS, by first laying out your mission statement, then segmenting the steps needed to fulfill that mission into smaller, manageable tasks. You stop once you reach a task that is directly actionable, such as gathering market sizing data. There isn't one correct method to structure this breakdown tree, but you're more likely to succeed if you aim to be messy, mutually exclusive, and completely exhaustive. The third category in the second row might seem like a sci-fi joke, but it's merely the messy e principle compelling us to acknowledge that offering access to memories may go beyond film or digital forms. Feel free to use as many columns as necessary to reach the actionable tasks. Typically, I attain this within four, six columns. If fewer than four are used, the problem likely wasn't segmented enough. More than six may indicate the issue was initially too broad. Framing works most effectively when the entire team agrees on an initial starting point. Offering customers access to lifelong joy through memories is a great jumping-off point. Subsequently, everyone should branch out to construct their own ideas, which I suggest limiting to 24 hours. After this time, everyone reconvenes to share their findings. The team will then evaluate which structure or combination of structures appears best suited for the situation at hand. Ultimately, everyone will collaborate to fully develop the chosen concept including all significant considerations. Ensure to include both issues discovered during the initial 24 hours, as well as those identified during the discussion. 
it's worth communicating to the team about considering a group framing activity as well. However, there might be some potential issues that need mitigation. The first issue could be that people are eager to dive into the actual task. They might perceive the framing step as unnecessary or a waste of time. We must not skip this stage. It's crucial for everyone on the team to think through the important aspects and agree on the priorities. Issue two, the framing appears to be business as usual. Challenge yourselves. Now is an optimal time to ask tough questions, propose peculiar ideas, and push the boundaries of what's possible. However, this doesn't imply you should invest large sums in impractical ideas. Instead, your framing should recognize the existence of these concepts, like envisioning a scenario where instead of buying DVDs, people press a simple button to obtain a movie. It seems impossible, but what if it isn't? Pondering such scenarios compels you to shift your perspective. It's crucial to push the boundaries wide enough to avoid the fear of missing out on something significant. Summary. Once you've outlined your strategy, it's a solid start. However, don't become too attached to your first plan. Remember, transformation is all about making iterative changes. The final outcome will likely resemble what you currently have, but bear in mind that you've dedicated approximately 4,872 hours in strategizing. Don't hesitate to continually enhance it. Installment 25 of our Digital Transformation series is about building a minimum viable strategy, Part 6. The topic at hand focuses on the question, what's in it for you, WEFI? Let's clarify the motivation behind our interest in digital transformation. It's not merely because it's considered cool. The main goal is to achieve personal growth, improvement in business operations, and advancement in societal practices. These transformations improve efficiency and effectiveness in various tasks and processes. From a business perspective, Leveraging digital transformation could drive increased return on investment, ROI, or improve a pivotal metric of your choice that can lead to higher profits. The final step in our alphabet approach to minimum viable strategies, MVS, is to show the gain. An effective strategy should outline the benefits and growth prospect. If no tangible benefits can be marked for your company through investment in digital transformation, it would be unwise to pursue it. Digital transformation can be achieved in a myriad of ways. So if a particular strategy doesn't promise any gain, it's advisable to seek alternative solutions. Essential in setting this process in motion is a strong business case substantiating the need for investment. There needs to be a perceptible return on investment, ROI. This process involves more than just conceptualizing a novel business model. It's crucial to provide concrete numerical proof to support your claim. I don't anticipate immediate returns within the first year, which is a common misconception, partly due to the tendency to prioritize short-term paybacks. Effective restructuring often necessitates substantial investment. However, this doesn't imply that constraints should be disregarded. Rather, it calls for a more flexible approach to time constraints. Initiating a dialogue with your CFO about this project is advisable. Collaborating to ensure that your minimal viable solution, MVS, aims straight at a positive ROI. As discussed in Part 2, collaboration involving a member from the finance team in your working group could be an option worth exploring. While this approach may not always be successful, 
it's worth the attempt. If your finance personnel can comfortably understand your operations, the proverbial sausage making, then they can be a tremendous asset to your team. If this isn't the case, regular checkpoints with your finance team are still crucial to ensure their alignment with your actions and to prevent unintended breaches of accounting rules. Hence, routinely checking in with legal representatives is also a good idea. Consider sharing relevant information promptly and actively, engaging all stakeholders who need to access your plans. This isn't as simple as it might seem. Carrying out digital transformation should make you reconsider your investment allocations. At one point, I observed data from a Fortune 500 company that granted every division the same increase they had received the previous year, irrespective of their performance or the prevailing market conditions. Division A had a consistent annual increase of 5%, whereas Division B received an increase of only 3% annually. The sole determinant of investment was historical precedent, not current or foreseeable conditions. Unsurprisingly, this company needed assistance in reshaping their strategy. If you're successfully implementing digital transformation, you're essentially providing evidence that increased investment in a particular aspect of the company will yield higher returns. This means that your minimum viable solution, MVS, supports the motion that the business should reroute resources to your initiative. Too often, companies distribute their investments without genuinely considering the return on investment, ROI. Should this be the case in your organization, focusing on data-driven transformation can influence a shift from this perspective. You can alter the expectation, making it a prerequisite to see a projected ROI before assigning investment. It's imperative to adopt a forward-looking approach rather than entirely depending on past performance. Keep in mind that one effective method of boosting your company's gains is to delight your customers. While the phrase, delight the customer, is ubiquitous and can sound cliched, it accurately encapsulates what every business ought to strive for. Your business needs to be something that entices customers to return, chosen by them not out of necessity, but out of preference. Consider these possible issues and their mitigation strategies. Issue 1. Attachment to history. As part of the value of building a minimum viable segment, MVS, is gauging the relative value, it's crucial to run the numbers. It may be advantageous to cash in on a tried-and-true approach, but remember that resources are not infinite. At some point, your cash cow will be milked dry. Never automatically predict that the same revenue stream will remain indefinitely. Employ sensitivity analyses to comprehend your risks thoroughly. Being in the know about your potential future gains is pivotal. You already understand where your current value lies, so don't fixate on that. Issue 2. Urge to do everything. Prioritizing is key. The purpose of examining the return on investment, ROIE, is to select those tasks with the highest ROI, not simply all tasks with a positive ROI. Definitely avoid those with a negative ROI. Not only do you aim for profit, but you also desire to optimize these gains based on both your dollar investment and the actual bandwidth of your organization as well as the market conditions. Summarizing. Digital transformation is not a simple task, but it does not equate to rocket science either. Some processes I've guided you through might appear challenging, but bringing together the right resources will lead to success. Each time you venture into it, the process will be more seamless. 
The key takeaway is that these five steps will lay a firm foundation to rapidly construct a minimum viable strategy. By fostering a culture of transformation where your team routinely examines the market and adjusts to it, your business is bound to succeed. Although resorting to acronyms like ABCDFG might seem cliched, skipping any steps isn't advisable. Follow them religiously to steer your company towards success. Here's the breakdown. Be absolutely sure to collaborate, utilize data, examine assumptions, frame your strategy, and show a gain. Good luck. I'm here to support your journey and look forward to hearing your progress.